0: Setting the record straight on dating apps. Everyday people telling everyday stories of the Swipe Right world with your host, Chaos.
1: Well, I know he had a good time.
0: Well, here we go. Oh, you know what time it is. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and of course... Good night, depending on whenever you're listening to the podcast. We're going to be here for whenever that is. Welcome to the Swipe Wrong podcast. I am Chaos. I'm the person that's lucky enough to get to take you through some of the stories of what's happening in the Swipe Right world. This is the number one podcast amongst people who call Alexa Siri and don't understand why it won't answer. Yes, I've done that a few times. I'm not going to lie. It's like, what the? Oh, see, what happened was. So how's everybody's uh, day going so far? Hopefully you're enjoying the season. This is the season that I thought had the most interesting story after story after story. You feel like you're getting something new every week and it's not going to be any different this week. This week there was a collaboration. I sat down with the host of Straight From The Source's Mouth. Uh, She told me a little bit of her stories and I went on her show and of course shared a little bit about what you guys get to hear on here. So hopefully, uh, hopefully like uh, step over to her show take a listen uh there is extremely candid talk about some of the topics that a lot of people aren't comfortable talking about and she does a phenomenal job with it i think it's amazing i think it is uh something that's uh, definitely worth listening to that everybody can learn from and uh still not only be educational but enjoyable so hopefully, hopefully your week is going great, and we just make it even better. So you know how it goes. Sit back, relax, put your feet up, enjoy. Grab that popcorn and get it buttered. Grab some salt. Throw some caramel in there if you want to. If you're in traffic, for the love of everything good, don't hit that person next to you or driving oncoming traffic. And enjoy insights for an open mind. Did I forget to mention we do have a word from our crack staff legal department? Here they are.
1: Disclaimer. The views and opinions expressed in this program are those of the speaker and do not necessarily reflect the views or opinions or any entities they represent. This podcast is about dating experiences. It is not to say one dating app is better or worse than another.
0: Let's let's pitch the the podcast first because I thoroughly enjoy it. So tell tell me about tell everybody about the podcast you're on so we can capture some of our listeners to you as well because they're missing out if they're not listening.
1: All right, so thank you very much for that. Yeah, um, sure. Yeah, it's called Straight from the Sources' Mouth, and the big thing is having the apostrophe yes there, <laughs> and then it's colon. Frank talk about sex and dating. So I, I just searched for it the other day and something, I was, didn't find it as easily as I hoped. So that's why I tried to reiterate. So, yeah, so it's, as I said, frank talk about sex and dating. So, um, it's a, a relationship stuff too at first. And then a friend of mine told me it wasn't, I didn't go there enough, even though I promised we would go there. So, by the seventh episode, we start talking more about sex and then interspersed dating and sex with experts and then real people. And it's educational. So, I have book recommendations and everyone I have on. I have them give recommendations for books, or just you know, if they're an expert, talk about their topic. So
0: people um, seem to find it. Too. Sorry, <laughs> I mean, when, when I searched for it though, I, it was pretty easy to find. I, I okay. don't think I used the apostrophe, but I don't know. It may have autofilled. Like as I started to to type it in and started autofill, and I just clicked in. You were right there. Yeah. You're the first one. The yes. Frank Talk, 100 uh, Frank Talk for sure. <laughs> and I think like as I'm listening to it. Like I was kind of laughing and smiling because I'm thinking that's exactly what's needed. Like there's no reason to tiptoe around it. Minds will just dive in, so that way nothing gets misconstrued. So I, I love the authenticity. I love how the dialogue, and I like it's totally educational.
1: Yeah, and I, I always tell people, oh, it's educational, and then people say it's entertaining. I was like, oh, I didn't, that's like a byproduct. I didn't realize that yes. too. <laughs> so yeah. I hope. and then some people like my voice, which my I think my trailer. I did only in GarageBand and that was like, um, more sultry sounding in my mind, but, <laughs> but I did, I listened to your trailers too. I was like, dang, and we, we opened on the same date. Mine was September 6th too, but a year prior. Was it? No yeah. kidding.
0: Oh, that's kind yeah. of funny. So your dating experiences and being, I guess, online, uh, on the swipe right, has that kind of parlayed into, Oh, this is good material for the show.
1: For the most part, like I have examples when people talk about stuff, you know, (laughs) so they're like, well, I'll talk to an expert and I'm like, Oh, I I never did that. Or (laughs) yeah, it actually, it's funny because listening to my own podcast guests caused me to take a six month um, hiatus from dating. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Yeah. Like I just was like, I had, I've been told like I should try it and I was like, Oh, I could never do that. I'd like the attention too much or the reassurance or whatever validation, but then, um, you know, they would say stuff and I'm like, Oh, like, oh, like, like think newly about stuff. So, yeah. But, um, and then I started dating again You know, as soon as the break was over. I was like right back into it. Like, oh. <laughs> did it
0: do you any good? Like, were you, <clears throat> were you, I don't know, enlightened, I guess.
1: Yeah. I, I I realized that, you know, I started focusing more on myself and learning about myself, which I've, I've continued to learn. I love to learn. That's why I want to do an educational podcast. But yeah, I, um, didn't obsess about men for six whole months. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I actually thought about other things and talked about other things. My friends are very careful about that. <laughs> yeah, <are they? laughs> oh, like cool. literally, I would only talk about guys, and they're just like. And then it's, for some reason, all my girlfriends are like the ones that never date, so they yeah. they can't relate, and they're just like think it's just so <clears throat> weird that I, you know, talk about guys and I have so many dates. Like they just don't get it. They think they're like undateable or something, and I'm like so different. Like, my attitude is just that work, dating works <laughs> and it yeah. does.
0: I like that really seems like a big thing, too. Like, approach and belief, yeah. too. Just like if you approach and you believe, like, hey, this is going to work out. But, like, I uh, think they might be more selective, too.
1: I, that's maybe part of it. I think it's just like they're, you know, like most people, they're just afraid to get back out there and get hurt. And yeah. or think they won't find anyone or whatever all the fear that's in there. I really yeah. think that's more of it. Like, and I'm in. I'm actually. I'm always joining like this group. So I'm in this leap into love. I'm gonna have them on my podcast. It's like nice. a dating course. So they kind of have accountability partners and get back out there and realize how you think about dating. And um, so they had some good insight about you know like your past dating beliefs like all like the mindset you know like there's no good men out there everyone's mean or you know i'll never find anyone so they just of course it happens to them because that's a self-fulfilling prophecy yeah
0: for sure if you see yeah like if you think hey there's more red cars than there are yellow cars you're going to see a lot more red cars than you are going to see yellow cars so it's just human nature that's what's going to happen Um, So your dating experience, like, so I I assume like you're, you're having, um, it sounds like quite a few dates, just good experiences, maybe some bad experiences. What's, what's your dating life like? Is it dating? What type of intent? Are you dating with intent? Are you dating for the experience or what, what's, what's, let me stop. What's it like for you? <laughs> I guess. Sorry. I didn't figure yeah. out how to get the question out.
1: Sorry. I do the same thing. I, <laughs> I like ask five questions at once. And then, I'm like, yeah, right. what was the question? <laughs> no, <laughs> but um, it, I think it's good for the guests and they can pick and choose which one they want. So, <laughs> so yeah. So dating for me has been mostly good. Yeah. I mean, it's my attitude, even like I'll show up in the picture. We'll, Like I'll there'll be like eight pictures. I'm like the seven aren't that great, but one is like pretty good. So I'm all right, I'm gonna assume it's he this is what he looks like, (laughs) and go with like the best picture and give him the benefit of the doubt. And and because I like um younger guys, I don't get the matches I would necessarily like, you know. Um so I'll go with like the cutest guys that liked me. I always look like I, I bought I don't even know, lifetime membership or whatever on Bumble. It's the only site I use. And I, I can see who liked me. So I'll only reply if, if I see guys who liked me and I think they're relatively attractive, I will message them.
0: Okay. And then,
1: so I'll, I'll take that way. So that's to me, that's the easiest way. You know who liked you. There's, you don't have to worry about never anyone re- responding to you because they yeah. already liked you once. So
0: when you log in, do you have a good handful, like I, roughly about how many likes would you say you have each time you log in?
1: I mean, it's over 100, but it, yeah. like it doesn't ever say like, you know, exactly.
0: How many? Oh, it, it's like yeah, it's like and fifty you plus kind of maxed or hundred sure. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay.
1: But I mean, they're not like I said, they're not because I date younger and I and I'm not younger. Like <laughs> it, <laughs> it will, you know, if I meet people in real in real life, in the wild, as they say, dating no. <laughs> in the wild. <laughs> I can attract younger men all over the place, but you know, the one in online, they just have certain criteria, which if they only knew, they meet me in person. They're like one. I, I rambled to you. So no, um, yeah, you're good. I, met at a, I met at a conference and, you know, he thought I was attractive and I was talking to a much younger guy than him even, and we were an item. And then the guy was like, asked me my age. He's like, Oh yeah, we never would have met online. Like I would have, we wouldn't have matched. I was like that, you know, and then he doesn't date a lot. So I'm like, maybe you should like open up your no. aperture of, you know, years. And You know, this guy's much younger, different race. The one that was, I was actually talking to like, shorter like every all this stuff that you wouldn't think but we had a, an amazing connection and yeah. you never know so and then just like love is blind you yeah. never know you have all this criteria you think you want and then the one you end up with is totally different <sighs> so just you know if, if people would be more open
0: the cool thing about you know, your show and just just the general conversation is like the things that people think might be taboo or not. OK, I think it just opens opens people's minds to like, hey, that might be OK. And like that's and I think it's just such a sh- everything's so finite, um, like somebody's health might go away to where they can't have sex anymore. or Somebody's um, just just something may happen. So like might as well open the experience up and it may suck. But then again, it may be the best experience you've ever had in your life. Like the openness, I think, is the biggest thing, not just not just in, in sexual experience, but age and, and and everything else. You just don't yeah. know what you're going to get.
1: Yeah. I mean, even like the dates where the guy like didn't look like this picture, I still enjoyed the conversation, the food, the drink. Like we talked yeah. for a while yeah. and he was a perfectly nice person. I just knew I was, you know, wasn't long term potential. But I enjoyed the evening and he even said like, oh, oh most girls are so, um, have really quick answers and don't say much. I'm like, that's because you don't look like your picture and they're disappointed. And they're trying to like get out of there as soon as possible. You know, I didn't say, I, I might not have said it to him directly, but I generally can say like, oh, you know, you're actually more photogenic than you appear in person kind of thing. And yeah. I don't, I don't try to be mean, but I'm just trying to explain, like, if you have a really good pictures and you don't match it, everyone's going to be disappointed when you show up. I luckily look worse in my pictures than I do in person. So it works out. <laughs> they are usually pleasantly surprised.
0: Well, I would definitely say a beautiful woman for sure. So they should be pleasantly surprised. Um, I get so many bad stories and I'm sure you may have, or just, just like, oh my gosh, stories. I bet you have quite a few great stories, like dating stories. I would love to hear one of your good stories. If you can think of one.
1: There hasn't been any bad ones really to me. Like we said, it's about yeah. experience. So yeah. And you know, you never know. And if, if nothing else, <laughs> they become my podcast listeners. Like literally, yeah. everyone I've ever dated or talked to like ends up listening to my podcast. So awesome. I mean, if, if nothing else, I grow listeners listener. That way. <laughs> yeah. <Marketing>. So, <laughs> and I have cards, and I will let, like shamelessly give them to everyone. But um, Smart. yeah. So a really good story. I mean, there's one guy like he was saying how he hardly ever gets matches, and I thought he was great and a little older. Like normally I don't date, but um he was a pilot and, you know, like it was generous. So I enjoyed like really nice dinners and, you know, wine and drinking. And I don't know, it was like, it was new to experience an older guy that was, and and he was very fit and mostly fit, like a little belly maybe, but, um, as we get older, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But everything, like everything was like, he, like he didn't give himself enough credit. So like he was, when we eventually did have sex it was like so good that we were like oh my god like, like we can only go downhill from here <laughs> like <laughs> i think we like climax at the same time like for the first time you know?
0: wow that's we awesome. really like,
1: yeah and we were like whoa like and then i think that scared him because he's kind of avoidant i talk about avoidant and attachment styles in general so thank you got yeah he pulled away because it was like too good almost or something i don't know
0: anyway so the connection might have been <laughs> too tight for him it might have been too good he might have been oh fuck mind blown i need to run off to a cave somewhere
1: yeah i mean not immediately but he definitely pulled back a little bit and then i'm dumb enough to point it out and, be, and ask him over and over like if he's pulling away which yeah. of course only made him pull away even more so <gasps> he was part of the reason i took that six month hiatus <laughs> from baby really yeah oh, shit.
0: that's interesting that's to- so with the dates that you've been on, I asked this one cause it's like, I think people need to hear it. And I don't know if you've experienced, you've had a lot of good ones. Have you had a time when you just weren't, didn't feel safe, didn't feel comfortable and said, so, you know, I need to get the fuck out of here.
1: Um, not totally at the time, like after the fact. So I, I was talking to a guy for like two months from another state. I was happened to be in his airport and like matched with him while I was in the airport. Cause he like lived close to the airport. He was very attractive. We talked for two months. Like it felt like, kismet thing when we when i finally i went i flew to him and um we met and he's he was like too good to be true gentlemanly at first and then but then i mean the the weekend was awesome but then again i like once i think i really like someone i like try to force it like quickly yeah, okay. into a relationship back then before my six-month hiatus uh, okay. so um so he got a little scared away and then, you know, I, I just basically pushed it so far that we would end it because, you know, he was pulling away and I didn't like it. And then, so we didn't talk for him a months. So I Googled him and then turns out someone had written a thing like, look out for this guy. He's like kind of a jerk and he acts like a gentleman, but he's not. And it, it did fit the description of what I experienced a bit but then I, we ended up re- reconnecting. We didn't see each other again, but we've reconnected since. And he's like, Oh yeah, this, that's it's just the woman that's mad at me, blah, blah, blah. So I, and I did not do the background check. Like you had said, and my friend even offered to do a background check for me. Really? I was like, whatever, it'll be fine. Like I've been talking to you for two months and this, and this, um, in the post that the woman had made, she even claimed he was married. He said he was divorced, but it was a little fishy because the house he, yeah. I even feel stupid saying he would open the garage and like open the door that way. And when he's like, Oh, my father must have locked the door. And he like Jimmy the lock to get back in. So I, was like, what? <laughs> I was like, all right, like something fishy about this. But then every time he would send pictures, he'd be at the place. So and he yeah. said he just moved in, but then that uh, part of me was like, it's like a house where him and his friends like hook up with chicks and they all share it. Or I don't know. There's oh, some, man. I mean, he claimed it was his and he moved, newly moved in. There's pictures of him in the house, but it was, okay. it was sparsely furnished upstairs. Like, I don't know. <laughs> That's
0: one of those where I have a friend who, uh, went out with a guy who was in real estate and she's like, man, we're going to meet at his condo or what he said was his condo. And yeah. I was just afraid that it, he had a lockbox and it wasn't really his place. So like, it was something that he could just get into and say, this is his place. And yeah. uh, she said there was a lockbox on it and she got in there and it was dark and she just couldn't tell. And she didn't feel comfortable. And I, I don't know what excuse she made or, or what reason she made to get the hell out of there, but she's like, I'm, I'm gone. So it sounds kind of like similar to like what you're saying.
1: Yeah. yeah. And I, I mentioned him on my podcast that I was going to go meet him, but I didn't say what happened. And so a guy that listened after was like, Hey, so whatever happened? So I told him, you know, part of the stuff. <laughs> that's but yeah. That's only like potentially, which could have been scary, I guess. But
0: And so what, so you just use Bumble. So a couple of things that I've heard from, from folks is when they talk on Bumble, like they do want the guys to put out at least an effort. I mean, I know you're, you're going for younger and attractive as you should, um, but like if, if if it's hey, how you doing? Like if they don't have the personality, I mean, do you try to bring the personality out of them? Or do you just kind of like, all right, I have a hundred plus more I'm gonna try to figure out with?
1: Um, well, cause I don't match with all the ones that like me. So like, a, you know, if they're relatively, attractive, so that, it, I'm sorry, yeah, sorry. so I wish I had that many to pick from. So I would pick the <laughs> ones that like me, which are a smaller group, but <laughs> so yeah, ideally they actually have some stuff to say, but, um, I will try a few times. I won't just automatically unmatch people. I'm not one of those people. as you can probably imagine, that just unmatches immediately, you know, like, like don't mm-hmm. reply Like, and it's 33 hours. I'm like, delete them. I'll give people the benefit of the doubt. more than I should probably do that. Most people would think, but to me, it's like, I think it's normal and good to do that. You know, people have off days or busy, whatever. See, I've heard one story where they went out of town for a month and like lost their account or something. And they finally came back and they're like, Oh my God. So I'm so glad I found you. They got married, you know, like, but the woman could have like, you know, thought she was, he wasn't interested. So
0: yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Totally.
1: And I'm still in touch with, I haven't been on the apps since I was out of town for many months And I'm still in touch with pretty much like the guys I was dating before I left, you know, I'm still in touch with them. So.
0: Yeah. Is there any that you're like, Hey, this one might work.
1: Um, I thought so. And then he might move away. And then I have, Uh, I have people visiting them. Like I don't know. So.
0: Yeah. yeah. (laughs) That's just like, We all have, or not we all, but uh, definitely quite a few people have uh, like a roster. It's almost like, all right, I have these people who uh, I really like to spend time with, these people who seem like they communicate well with, but I'm not really ready to talk to them yet. So it it does seem cyclical at times to where you're you're moving through um, to try to find the right match.
1: Yeah. I mean, everyone's looking for ideally, well, maybe not everyone, for their person, but nowadays, you know, like more than one person potentially, rather than the old style of monogamy forever.
0: Yeah. Relationships to me feel like they're changing. It just may not be one-on-one anymore. It may be, you know, somebody feels a need in a few different, few different ways. Um, I love that you're growing the podcast this way. I mean, like how many times have you been out and you've had an aha moment? Like, Oh, I probably should talk about this. And this could be a good topic for the show.
1: Yeah, definitely. And especially book recommendations. If someone will, you know, because I, I love to read and I love to help people, so anything that can help others, Um, yeah, pretty much every conversation or so I talk to someone and then like, oh, I need you on my podcast. You know, I schedule yeah. them. Like, yeah. I was actually I was listening to a Zoom call unrelated to anything, and this guy had shared that he had ED, and he was talking about he wanted to you know have a conversation and just get more be more open about it. I was like messaging him. Like immediately after you talked, I'm like, Hey, will you be on my podcast? And I like scheduled it during our zoom call while we were both still on, you know,
0: That's just awesome. so
1: I could capture that. Cause I really wanted. And, yeah.
0: That's awesome. So what, what book has spoke to you the most? Like that you can share with everybody listening.
1: Um, well, dating wise, like I would say, um, uh, what is it? I, I'm like, I used to say it's the Bible that I would tell. Surrendered single. Okay. Is like a really good one for women. And it, it started with surrendered wife. Basically, the nagging wife that, like, you know, doesn't work out, doesn't work so well, or the husband doesn't appreciate, you know, what she's, how she's doing it, and not surrendering. You know, she's trying to be controlling. So then, the surrendered single is the biggest nugget of that is you're when you're on a date, you're auditioning the other person. You're not trying to impress the person you're with. You're trying to figure out if they are someone that you want to date, not to try to get them to like you and say you like everything they like, just yeah. to have them ask you out a second time. That's so, funny. and then. And like, I don't know, there's so many books there's, I read a lot of autobiographies and right now I'm reading Pamela Anderson's, which you would never get. She's like super smart. Like she reads a lot, a lot. And she has, you know, everyone knows her reputation, but, um, she's like really smart. She had the, the, one of the worst childhoods. Like most of the autobiographies I read of celebrities seem to have really bad childhoods.
0: Isn't that crazy? um,
1: yeah. I mean, a lot of people do. It's not, it's not uncommon. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> there are no classes yeah. on how to be a good parent. So everyone does their best, but yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah,
0: that's and sure.
1: I, I've been reading about that too, like trauma from childhood and they call it complex PTSD where basically it's PTSD, but not from anything that you, it's, you experience it obviously, but it's not like anything that's your fault. You know, it's just kind of you're just yeah. traumatized and then you bring that into relationships and then we wonder why people don't work out so well.
0: Yeah. And then uh like in somewhere in there, like you say, it's it's not their fault, but people blame themselves all the time. All the time yeah. themselves. And that's something that they can't forgive themselves or hard for people to forgive yeah. themselves for. That's a actually a tough way to go.
1: Yeah. And there's another book, Getting the Love You Want, which I think is really good. It's like exercises for couples to do. And it they this concept is the imago. You're drawn to people that remind you of your caretakers, you know, usually your parents, but uh, it can be other people. And that's who you pick the good and the bad of your caretakers so you can heal, heal those childhood wounds so that's why you always fight because you're like basically marry or you know date your mothers and fathers or grandparents whoever raised you and right. then when you get conflict you're trying to heal those wounds but it just like a lot of people just break up and move on to the next you're going to keep having the same fights until you break that hat pattern and heal your childhood wounds
0: 100% like especially I, I guess I've heard it often Is it's like if you don't heal from your prior relationship you're going to bring the same person into the next relationship and may yeah, have the yeah. same issues then that's yeah and
1: serious, I had so. yeah and I've had guests um that are like if you don't break the pattern you know it's you <laughs> that's the problem yeah. it's not the person if you've noticed it like three times in a row that oh I always they always seem to Um, attract jerks. (laughs) It's it's not necessarily the jerk (laughs) that you are attracting it because it's probably your imago of, you know, that's how your dad or mom is.
0: Yeah. You're looking for the red car. You know, if you see the red car, you know, the jerk's going to come out because you're going to see the jerk aspect Mm -hmm. instead of the other stuff. Your, um, comfortability about talking about the topic that not a lot of people are, you've always been that way?
1: I have. Yeah. I don't, <laughs> I don't know why. Um, I mean, my mom did like the bees and the bird birds and breeze talk with her with books, you know, like showing me how it all worked. She even offered me like a stack of condoms. I think she had my dad got a vasectomy or something and she had all these like, old condoms and like offered them to me is before I even had sex. So I was like, mom, little did I know it was within a month, my boyfriend and I did, but, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so it was never a stigma. It was never bad. Like I, somehow we knew my mom, but well, I probably shouldn't say this, but I will, <laughs> um, they may have gone to an adult movies. Like we may have known about that. Like somehow we knew that where the theater was and that they would sometimes go. Uh-huh. So it was just never like a taboo subject. And then my first boyfriend ever, um, he had a girlfriend prior to me. Yeah. I was really shy, Like so naive and shy. Like it took three months to kiss him <laughs> and like six months <laughs> to finally have sex. Like I guess six months isn't that long to some people, no. but, um, yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, and he knew everything already. So, I I learned to like it then. And I used to talk about it with anyone. I don't know. I would be super shy and not talk about anything. But as soon as sex was brought up, I would like perk up and like join the conversation.
0: I mean, like seriously, like it's so hard for some people even just to ask a question, much less have the open dialogue. That's why I think your show is so important for people who just have a hard time. Like just like uh, some people will still put sex in the closet. I mean, it's cool if you want to have sex in the closet, by all means, it could be a good time, but there's no (laughs) reason to do that.
1: Yeah. yeah. And I think it's, you know, people are getting more and more open to it, especially with you know, all the alternative stuff and the different websites yeah. out there, Adult Friend Finder, FetLife, you know, if you're into any, any of the kink stuff or alternative lifestyles, I interviewed the Swinger, Accidental Swingers, you know, like a Top 50 podcast and, you know, there's just so much out there.
0: The woman who was on, and you guys were talking Fat Life, it was one of your bonus episodes. She was really, really good. And it took me a minute. I'm like, wait a second. Are we, oh, Fat. Okay. I get it. Fetish. So that was like, if anybody is into it, that was really, um, eye-opening too it's like oh man that's cool like just all the like it was almost like you, you create your own profiles and have your things and it's easy to yeah. it's easier to connect it's not a, it's not a hard thing at all but it's things that I, I didn't even know existed to be honest with you
1: yeah i mean because they say you're either vanilla or not and the, the people that do all that are you know in the alternative world so yeah there's a whole world of it i've i didn't know much of it either until i started interviewing people for it and yeah and then i have a my my former coworker like loved my show. He's like, "Oh my god, you're!" I told all my friends about it, and it wasn't until I learned that he was into that stuff that I was like, "Oh, that's why he liked it." I just uh. thought you know he was just being supportive, <laughs> but he's like all about that life. Like he's he learned it. He was in college and like dated older women like the entire time, and they all wow. taught him all the things, yeah. and it was all that kind of you know submissive domination stuff. And he's the dominant one with the older, wiser like you know super successful women that want to be um, submissive, which is a, which is a pho- phenomenon we talk about in a couple of the episodes, people that are really out there in the world, you know, they want to be the submissive ones, the people that don't have much, take much, take, take charge of a lot of stuff. They're usually the ones that want to be dominant. Like there's a balance. That everyone wants to balance.
0: Yeah, yeah. normalized. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, yeah. Like, if, like, if that's, that's what I've heard. And you can tell me if you're wrong, like, a lot of times, if somebody is in very much control in their job and work, they don't want to be in control uh, in, in their personal or sex life
1: exactly and a lot of successful independent women are that way and men are can be intimidated by and if they only knew like they literally just want a man to come in and take charge like in like alpha males are the best and um i wish more guys would be that way like my ideal man is a kind alpha male who's passionate and has done the self-growth um but yeah just a guy that'll take charge well independent women that's what they're all into so don't be intimidated And they will thank you (laughs) and you will be thankful.
0: (laughs) That is so common though. Like just amongst friends that I know, like, uh, or even women that I talk to and how intimidating they feel like, uh, like if, if they're in a, in a high powered position, that guys will immediately be like, damn, all right, well you take care of yourself. I don't think I can measure up and they just don't quite get it.
1: Yeah. I mean, I've talked to lots of independent women that really like a guy to take charge in general and in the bedroom, but, yeah. Especially in the bedroom, but in general, like they 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 take charge all day. They don't want them to take charge of the rest of the stuff, you know. They just want someone to take care of them, and like that's the hidden gem. I think I used to say, you know, like even military women, like we're the hidden gem. They are the hidden gem of you know, like and then the blue collar guys. It's like those two go together, <laughs> independent yeah. women, and then blue collar guys that get it. You know, like they have they have their own businesses. They have to take care of stuff. So they admire independent women. So. Uh, Yeah, definitely go for the independent uh, unattainable in your mind because she's very attainable if (laughs) you do it right. (laughs) got of kind. Yes. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. If you Um, approach it well, like, yeah.
0: What was the biggest like change you might have had from the six months you took off from when you came back?
1: I definitely, like I said, mostly just not obsessing about them and not worrying. Like I used to have, I talk about attachment styles. I mentioned it a little earlier. So I used to have an anxious attachment style where I would be like staring at my phone. Did he write? Did he write? Did he write? Oh, you know? Yeah. And after that, I was like, I didn't think about it. I would forget like, oh yeah, I haven't checked my phone yet. <laughs> you know. Yeah. And that was like never happened before I took that hiatus. You know, it was really? just focusing on myself more and not obsessing.
0: I don't know a lot about attachment styles. So what are the different kinds?
1: ideally people are secure and then that's like half the population. So those people had great childhoods there. They developed correctly. You know, yeah. Everything's fine. And they, when they meet each other, they just couple up and they stay together. So they're out of the, out of the um, pool. And then the rest of us are avoidant or anxious yeah. or a combination of the two. So, you know, and there's a lot of avoidance out there because they get scared off and then they they immediately unmatch and find the next so generally in dating apps is going to be a lot of avoidant people. And I used to say both anxious and avoidant because anxious are the ones that get kind of needy, you know, because they, they grew up either neglected or, you know, just like the complex PTSD from childhood. They just didn't have, they just weren't nurtured as they should have been. Yep. So they get really anxious and they feel abandoned. So then avoidance and anxious end up together and there's a push pull and it's like you can imagine. So <laughs> yeah, really. that those that's the world of dating is, you know, you're one or the other. So there's a book called Attached. There's tons of books about that subject. And that's, I mean, that's really key. If you know that about each other and then have the similar love languages and values, like that's the key to make a relationship work. But those are the things that are most helpful to know about each other.
0: Lots of aha moments when I listen to you. So like in my head, I can think of an exact instance of that exact scenario that I had no education about. And now I'm like, oh, shit, makes sense. Okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah, when you know better, you do better. And just knowing, like I had when I read that book, Attached, I was dating a guy who would like forget to write or like say he was calling and then wouldn't for a while. And I I showed him on the there's a chart to him said if you don't hear from someone within thirty minutes, this is what happens. You know, it was like you know by the end of the day or hours later, you're like sure they're dead in a ditch. Like you just you're you just go there with okay. your anxiety of thinking the worst. When you don't hear from someone. So if you know that about the person, you can if you're kind, you're gonna reassure them and say, like, nope, you know, here I am. Not like you have to check in every second, but as soon as I would hear back, I'm like, I would go from 60 to zero immediately. Like yeah. I'm like, okay, he's fine. And but then they would, you know, the guy that I said that were the main reason I went on the hiatus, he would I would get needed, he was a pilot. So he would be out of communication, obviously during a long sure. flight. Sure. And I would be texting, like, why aren't you writing? Why aren't you writing? Yeah. And then he would land and be like, uh <laughs> you're like, hello. So yeah.
0: <laughs> Service at 10,000 feet is tough. Um, yeah. Your journey has got to be like, it's pretty interesting. Just your self growth and development.
1: Yeah. I mean, I've in 2013, I took this, I did this program. It's a weekend seminar and um, it's called the Landmark forum, but that opened my eyes to like, I was, I had dated, like there's like three relationships, relationships in a row in 10 years. Okay, And in the middle of that, I took that program and I I was sure the first guy was like the issue, like the problem, like I had no issues. Like I was good. (laughs)
0: Like
1: like literally it was all him. And and I did that program. I was like, Oh, like I, so I started taking accountability and responsibility. And then I started really diving into learning more about myself and just how people work.
0: Um, I'm, I'll wrap it up, but I, I want you to, like, people need to listen to you. So in case they didn't catch at the beginning and they didn't have their pen and paper, I'm going to be long-winded for a second so they can grab pen and paper or pull up the app on their phone and search your podcast. What is it again?
1: It is called Straight from the Source's Mouth, like, you know, books since it's educational. And then the tagline is Frank Frank Talk About Sex and Dating. So I think you can kind of search all those by
0: my Uh, name yeah yeah and like i said when i when i started i think i was straight from the and then and then it just came up so i'm so glad that we connected because i can tell you that my mind will be a little bit more um educated i don't want to say evolved because i don't want to say i'm like caveman or anything but i'm sure every guy doesn't think that about themselves too
1: yeah no I mean I thoroughly enjoyed it. I was actually thinking like we should see more shows or co-hosts at some point or something I
0: would <laughs> or be join s-
1: each other's shows more often
0: <laughs> sign me up You want, they're like hey if you're like oh, I kind of need somebody there was that one guy Chris he's okay by all means I would be more than happy to it yeah. would be my pleasure <laughs> thank you for being along for the ride of the Swipe Wrong podcast where we take everyday people like you and me telling their everyday stories of their swipe right life show is produced by Jay Pelham he is the host of Pelham Place if you want to reach out to the show and tell us your story we'd love to hear it give us a call google voice us at 317-426-6616 leave your information and we'll get back to you or just your story you can also email us at swiperongpod at gmail.com we are on insta facebook tiktok we're out there i am chaos the host of chaotic commentary you can find me pretty much anywhere that you see me and next week the saga continues Swipe wrong! Swipe wrong!